G'day everyone, it is Monday, February 6th, Big Sports Breakfast, Sky Sports Radio, I hope you had a fantastic weekend, and uh, we've got a great week ahead of us, the first test of course, on Thursday in India, gee the Australians, they've got some personnel dramas leading into it, you want everything to go right when you go to India, certainly has it in the build up, that's for sure, but uh, going to be a great series starting Thursday, we've got some trial games this weekend. They're all going to be on Fox and KO for us as well, starting Thursday night over in New Zealand, the Warriors and the West Tigers. Stacks of other trials over the course of the weekend as well. And a huge week for Alex Volkanovsky. He's got the biggest fight of his career, and it's in Perth next weekend as well. But uh, Loza, morning to you, mate. You were there for the nuptials of your good mate there on Saturday at Royal Ramwick. Are we going to see more weddings at the track? How good was it? It was sensational. Good morning, boys. Good morning to everyone. And we had a fantastic day slash night. Um, didn't really know what to expect, but when we got out there, it was a beautiful day. They had the, the ceremony about 11.30, and then we were upstairs in the Doncaster room, and then we're in and out on the balcony having a bet, watching a few horses. They had a band inside. It was a cracking day. And congratulations to Dave and Sam because they put on a, a wonderful wedding. Uh, the only downer of the day was our old mate's horse. Mm, so uh, she just didn't run as well as what we would have hoped for. Yeah. Let's see if something... That's all. I had everyone in the room on her. Ah. Well, I said, I've got the late mail, which you were... I didn't. <laughs> I, I, I said I've got the late mail She's ready to go I'll bet you were back at the bar pretty quickly after that race <laughs> I bagged him after it I said what would he know Why, am I, why was I listening to him anyway <laughs> Morning pup Morning boys Morning to our listeners Yeah uh, Pretty wild She uh, I haven't heard anything But Wasn't a good run at all Hard to watch To be honest Mido We spoke on the phone I, Yeah I, I got no answers I don't know what happened she didn't. Um, she looked like she was in a good spot and mm. just didn't kick. Yeah, it was a strange one. Mm. Just have to find out if there's any issues with her. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But good weekend. Uh, Perth Scorchers, unbelievable. Good final. Great turnout in Perth. My God, wasn't a spare seat in the house. Yeah, and they love it over there, don't they? I tell you what, they what the way they handled pressure uh, in that big moment. That's I think that's their fifth BBL title. So they should be, uh, they should still be celebrating. But well done to them. And yeah, you mentioned the Aussies. Well, Josh Hazelwood sounds like he's definitely out um, with the, he, that Achilles problem. Sounds like well, Mitchell Stark's definitely out of the first test. Cameron Green, going on Andrew McDonald's comments yesterday, he said he's hope he's still hopeful he'll be on the team sheet. So that says to me, if he's not bowling, they're not going to pick him. If he can bowl, he's in. If he can't bowl, he's not in. Mm. They might go for Renshaw at number six, um, which makes that, that makes the the bowlers interesting. Are they going to go three quicks and Nathan Lyon and rely heavily on maybe Travis Head, Steve Smith to do uh, Marnus Labuschagne to bowl a few overs? Well, if they go three spinner. quicks. Lance Morris is playing. Well, he's the only other quick over there that's fit. No Hazelwood, yeah. True, because no it's Stark, Cummins no and, and, and Boland at the moment, and uh, yeah, Stark's out. Stark's uh, coming out back from that finger test, injury. Yeah. Uh, so two quicks, Ashton Agar, Nathan Lyon, with no all rounder. Not sure. Seems thin, doesn't it? Yep. I think if you're going to go two and two, you definitely need an all rounder at six. Mm. I think just to be safe. 
Uh, who is there? No, well they didn't take they didn't take a, they didn't take like a Stoinis or a Mitchell Marsh or they haven't got anyone to replace Cameron Green to do that. Mm. It's not medium pace workload. It's Cameron Green's 140 k's. Mm. That's why he he makes such an important difference to that team because he's like a genuine third fast bowler. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do actually. Um, also, let's see what that pitch is like as well. What what if they turn up and there is grass on it? Then they're going to go three quicks. And Nathan Lyon. See, to me, I think you, if in doubt, Australia, the way we have always, we have played our best cricket, even in the subcontinent, is three fast bowlers. Use your front line spinner as much as needed, and then use your part timers. Travis Head can bowl. He's, he's not the worst at all. He's he's a good part timer. Timer and Marnus Labuschagne's leg spinner is a good part time as well. So. Oh, yeah. You'd get know. 20 overs out of, like, Steve Smith, Labuschagne, Head, would you? 20 you odd? would get, oh, you get 15. Between them. You get 15, yeah. definitely. Def- and again, remember, I, I think over there, it's it's the second innings as much as the first. It, inning, it, yeah. The first innings, you might need 10 overs max. Eight overs, probably, out of your part-timers. Just to give you, give you guys, like, just before lunch. Oh, sorry, just before tea. Um, before the second new ball, like I think you need eight to ten max in the first innings. Second innings, second innings, your part time has become if there's that uh, dryness in the wicket and that natural variation. Mm. That Marnus Labuschagne, Travis Head could be they could pick as good as Nathan years. Lyon. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, so yeah, Thursday. I just I don't know. I I, I think. We do need to play three quicks, Clarky. Like I just think back to two thousand and four, how we won and how you won. Yeah, McGrath, Gillespie, Kasperovitz. Yep. We did have Warney, which obviously helps. But then again, yeah, his Warnie, record was Warnie never great. Didn't in have India. a cracker series either. Yeah. And Warney missed. I think Warney got. Did Warney miss the last, the last test or the last two test matches? Broke his thumb in the nets. That's Took right. his thumb piece out of his mm. batting glove and then broke his thumb. Nathan Horitz, I think, might Nathan have played Horitz the last played, test. Yes, yes. Yeah. So he might have missed the last one. Um. Yeah, and I don't think I, I can't remember how Warney bowled, but I don't think he had. It wasn't like an Ashes series for him, where he was absolutely on fire. I, I think our quicks did a great job. They bowled stump to stump. We had really straight fields. Sometimes extra man on the leg side, so we looked to bowl at the stumps to get the Indian batters out. LBW bowled, you know, caught short cover, short mid wicket. That was our plan, and our quicks had the discipline to do that. And then, like I say, everyone chipped in with the ball. You know, yeah, our frontline bowlers did well, but if it took, you know, Darren Lehman bowled at certain stages, Simon Caddish bowled at certain stages, I bowled at certain stages. It was just about everyone chipping in, and we, most importantly, we made enough runs. It was at the last test, you six for nine. That was one of the great turners of no, all time, wasn't it, in that was Delhi? the toughest wicket I ever batted on, <laughs> that's for sure. I, if, if you could bowl the ball anywhere near the stumps, you were going to get wickets. It's turning square. Right. My old man could have got five wickets. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we were, I think we were chasing 107 in the second innings. He got bowled out for 91 yeah. or something like that. So, yeah, yeah not one that, uh, that you want to remember, that's for sure. <laughs> Jack Whiten's 30th, fellas, uh, was an eventful one, to say the least, in the nation's capital there on the weekend. So the NRL Integrity, Integrity Unit is investigating this after Jack Whiten and Latrell Mitchell were charged by police. Now, the claims are, and uh, there's been a few, few eyewitness reports, uh, both in the press and on the news last night as well, um, 
Yeah, I say that they were very much just wrestling with each other and mucking around. The cops were pretty heavy-handed, according to some eyewitnesses there, about quarter to four in the morning outside of Canberra nightclub. They spent the night in the cells. Uh, they're going to front court February 22, both, of course, in the, in the Indigenous squad, which leaves for New Zealand this morning uh, to play that game next weekend, uh, being taken out of Australia for the first time, going to Rotorua there. But... Uh, uh, look, obviously just not the headlines that uh, the NRL wants, but at the end of the day, all the eyewitness accounts are saying, you know, it really wasn't much to see here. And, uh, you know, the cops have seen, we, we, well, they were staying together. Mm. So they've gone from the cells back to Jack's place uh, where their partners are there and all have to have breakfast together. That would have been a, an interesting morning for them all. But uh, yeah, the I'm... old adage, nothing great happens in nightclubs, that probably after midnight, does it? No, for these it quarter to four in the morning. I suppose that's one of the questions the clubs will be wanting to know. What were their players doing um, out at a nightclub at, at that time of the morning? Um, look, it's just definitely not a good look and something that the NRL and the clubs themselves don't want to find themselves with these headlines. But... It sounds as though it was just a, a muck-around fight between two great mates. Uh, yeah. Having a bit of a wrestling, it's not the first time you see it. It won't be the last time you, you see two friends when they've had a few drinks have a, have a bit of a, a muck-around blue. Uh, then the police have arrived and obviously things then have gone a little bit pear-shaped. So, oh, look, I don't know what will happen to them. Possibility of missing this weekend's All-Stars game. They might be fined. Um, but, you know, they've been charged. They've got a front court. No doubt we'll hear a lot more um, in the coming days of, of what happens, but it'd be a shame if they're ruled out of the All-Stars game because they're two of the attractions of that co- uh, that contest. And we've also seen another of, uh, another a lot of players over the weekend pull out. Mm. So they're starting to give withdrawals at a rapid rate for Big this time. game of footy. It was always going to be tough this season, Loz, after a World Cup, yeah. wasn't it? Oh, yeah. I players have just come back. Well, players have only started training. Some of them have only had three, four weeks to get mm. ready for a game of football. And it's not just a trial batch either. You know, it's played at a, a high yeah. intensity. Uh, two cultures, um, you know, attacking each other and playing a, a hard, tough brand of football. Um, so that's the concern that the clubs have with their players. Uh, but Jack and Latrell, they'd certainly want to be on that plane. They, they want to be a part of it. I know that. Um, but obviously, you know, with what's occurred over the weekend, uh, they'll have some explaining to do. But it sounds as though it's just been a muck around wrestle um, that's gone wrong and people have turned up and thought they were being serious. Mm. I mean, you've coached them both. You know them well, Loz. I mean, you can just see it, can't you, with those two? I'm sure they're just well, I think rat anyone bags been together. Well, they were staying teams. at each other's place. Yeah, yeah. Look, they, so, it shouldn't have happened, put it that yeah. way, right? Yeah. It shouldn't have happened. It certainly, certainly shouldn't have happened. Uh, out the front of nightclubs mm. at, at that time in the morning. Uh, but I think most people that have been around, I don't know, sporting teams mm. at some stage, you know, when there's drink involved, everyone thinks they're the king of the jungle and <laughs> has a shot at the title with each other and they have a bit of a muck around wrestle and mm. things go pear-shaped after that. And it is front page of the Daily Telegraph today. Capital offence, the headline, police claim NRL stars fought in the street is the headline there. And uh, pretty prominent, as you can imagine, through the papers on the back page of the Sydney Morning Herald. Mitchell Whiten back in camp after arrests. Also uh, there as well. So... Uh, Loz, after, what, several years or a long time coaching the All-Stars team, out this week, this is what you'd be dealing with this morning. 
Yeah, poor old Ronnie Griffiths. The first uh, time he's uh, in charge of this side. And it's a good opportunity for Ronnie too. He's a good young Indigenous lad who coached the NRLW uh, Newcastle Knights to a premiership last season. Um, so it's not the start that he was looking for, but um, he'll have to deal with that. Um, and again, it's not a great headline for the NRL because we're only a couple of weeks away from the start of the premiership. And this weekend, the first round of the trials get underway and you've got two of your, your, your biggest name players uh, in the front page and back page of the paper for, for the wrong reason. So we'll find out more, no doubt, in the coming days. Um, but as it's sort of been reported at the moment, they have been arrested, but it sounds as though it was a, a bit of a, a muck around between, uh, between two friends. Um, but anyway, we'll find out. South are saying that they'll wait to see uh, what happens and the Raiders have said the same thing. But... Yeah, it's always terrible when you see these type of headlines just really when we're that close to the season starting. And no doubt Buzz has got some uh, mail on this. We'll speak to him after 7 o'clock this morning. He's also written a story on the back page of the telly today. 500 million grand slam. Volandi's open to interstate showpiece is the headline here. And, uh, of course, with the... Uh, well. The, the, the deal they had, what was it, 25 years or so to have the grand final in Sydney null and void after uh, the government didn't redevelop a core stadium. I think there's a bit of a sense of inevitability about this, or at least they're putting pressure, and uh, Peter Volandis in his uh, comment here in the article, looking at what you know the government's paid for, and he says, much inferior events, and he's talking about the A-League grand final and, uh, uh, well, New South Wales government paying $15, $15 million to have the grand final in Sydney for the next three years. Uh, Valandi says they're going to have to get the checkbook out. We could sell the grand final interstate tomorrow. So uh, obviously wanting to have the grand final stay in Sydney, but it could end up going to the highest bidder. I won't be surprised if that ends up happening, Loz. Oh, look, anything can happen, Bido, but I think New South Wales are in the box seat if they come up with the dough. I think that's what it sounds like. If they're prepared to pay premium money for the next 25 years, then the NRL grand final will be here in Sydney. But if they don't, I can see it going interstate. I don't think it'll go interstate every year, but it might be one every five years or one every four years that the game is played in Brisbane or Perth or Melbourne. Um, So he wants what's fair. Um, And when you bring showcase events to different states, the governments will tell you what it means to the economy and how much money it actually brings um, to their to their state. So I think you know, Peter Volandis is a very shrewd and sharp negotiator. Uh, he'd be letting the government know that if they're not ready to play ball, then he will be prepared to take the ARL grand final or the NRL grand final to, uh, to a different state. Uh, back page as well of the telly. Testing time. Shock Haveswood injury opens door for Boland. And back page of the Australian. Boland in line for shock call-up. I'll tell you what, he's going to bowl well over there, though, pup. With that nagging line and length that he's got. Scott Boland, looking forward to seeing how he goes. Or are you concerned maybe that he'll struggle in those conditions? No, I think I think he'll do well. I think he knows his game pretty well. Um, he, he's, he'll, he'll, continue, he'll be consistent. I think new ball generally in India, if there's any movement, it's in the air, it's swing. And he's not a big user of swing bowling. He's more hit the wicket and seam. Seams it back into a right-hander. But he's very accurate. 
He's got all the skills that, that's required in those conditions to be able to do a job throughout the entire day, not just with the new ball, but reverse swing. He can bring it back into a righty. Uh, through those middle overs where it doesn't do much, he's got that consistency, which I think will help someone like Nathan Lyon. As the main spinner, you need your other ball up the other end just to be nice and tight and nice and patient. So I think Boland will do a great job if given the opportunity. Um, Hazelwood's a big loss, though, because he's played a lot of cricket over there. Stark's a big loss because of that speed through the air. Um but I think, you know, Cameron Green probably sits above those two in regards to how important he is for this Australian attack. If if he's not bowling, um, that causes a bit of a headache for the Aussies in regards to selection. Which way do they go? So, yeah, look forward to see what they do. I think conditions play the biggest part. They've got to look at that pitch and then make a judgment on that. Um, there's still plenty of options in the squad. Uh, but, yeah, do they go two spinners? Do they go three quicks? Gee, it's been a great start to his test career, hasn't it? Six tests, 28 wickets at an average of 12. <laughs> yeah, phenomenal. It's an incredible phenomenal. start from yep. Scott Boland. So uh, he's all but certain to play at Nagpur on Thursday. Uh, also back page of the uh, Australian today, robbed Aussie counting on a rematch. So a boxing controversy and a big one. Mm. Uh, I was watching the highlights of this yesterday. So Aussie Liam Wilson... Gave a great account of himself there in Arizona on Saturday. And uh, the Mexican Emmanuel Navarrete. Uh, so the Mexican eventually won by stoppage in round nine, but Wilson knocked him down in the fourth. Now, I don't know what the referee was doing, and spoiler alert, he's my villain, but he gave nearly 36 seconds for the Mexican to recover and even went and got his mouth guard up off the ground and put it in, but he put it in the wrong way, so it came out again, so... As you know, when someone's, you know, cop the count, Every the boxer wants to get on the attack straight away and potentially end, end the fight, which Wilson was trying to do. But he got nearly 30 seconds to compose himself. The Mexican eventually recovered and uh, won the fight. But uh, Wilson's camp's Lodge Day protest. The World Boxing Association set to meet the middle of this month and hopefully the bouts ruled a no contest and we get a rematch between the two. But uh, Rematch anyway, no matter has what. Has to be. No yeah, matter well, what I heard Liam Wilson yeah. say last night that he spoke to him after the fight and he said if the money was right, he'd prepared to, to have a rematch. So, and potentially here as well. Yes, so yeah, I, I think the rematch will be there. It'd be good though if it was uh, null and void, that, that fight. Um, I, I'm unsure of how you overturn it. Obviously, you've got to have mitigating circumstances and by all accounts with that 20 second seven delay or 27 second delay that did seem a little bit odd and I heard Wilson also talk about the referee specifically came into the the rooms or, or I don't know whether they do this all the time uh, before fights but he specifically came in and said listen the count will happen and if you're not ready by eight and you're in big trouble you've got to be ready before the fight Bef- yeah, before the fight he told them I heard. I read those comments and I saw it last night. Right, interesting. Oh, well, he he did the opposite of that. <laughs> the absolute opposite. Had eight, just twenty-eight. Mm. <laughs> what about it? Goes to put the mouth guard back in, puts it in the wrong, drops, spits it out. Oh, yes, cagey play. Unbelievable. It is cagey play. Yeah. The fight should have been stopped when it was though. At the end, there it was. Yeah, it was mm. not. not not a great sight, but yeah. At the end of the day, it's they're going to double. Both fighters are going to double their money. There's going to be a rematch, so hopefully in Australia. Brilliant. Uh, also, back page of the Australian timely calls sparks sailors slick start. So there were a couple of trials over the weekend, uh, unofficial trials. So the Dolphins beat the Central Queensland Capras twenty-four to eight. 
That was in Gladstone. And Tristan Saylor, he was prominent for the Broncos in a 44-12 win over Winner Manly. Uh, and he's looking to get, I think there's one spot left on the Broncos roster. And, uh, well, he's uh, had a lot going on off the field as Tristan Saylor. He was uh, charged with sexual assault and was acquitted of those charges last year after he was stood down under the NRL's no-fault stand-down policy. So here he is now at the Brisbane, Brisbane Broncos, another one of his old man's old clubs, trying to get a spot on the roster there, and that performance helped him. Well, all he can do is put good performances on the field and train hard. Uh, they've got a spot available, and young Tristan came through the, the Dragons' lower grade. He played first grade there and got his opportunity, and over the last couple of years it hasn't been um, – well, it didn't work out really well for him. Uh, he got an opportunity up there at the Broncos, and I'd like to see the young kid do well. I, I think that he's certainly got a bit of talent. Um, he's a different size to his old man. Uh, Wendell was a blockbusty winger, uh, but Tristan, different type of player. Uh, and all he can do is just put his foot, best foot forward and hopefully earn a shot uh, with the Broncos. But it'd be good to see another sailor up there with the Brisbane team. Heroes and villains this Monday. So give us a call, 1353 53. Send us a text, 0419767272. Um, already not happy about any potential sale of the grand final. Money already wrecked rugby league. Uh, was a working man's game. If it goes from Sydney, I will walk away from rugby league. So will a lot of people in Sydney. The history of the game means nothing. Just move it around because it's all about money. Absolutely disgraceful. No name to that one. Uh, Mick from Newcastle asks, is Hazelwood out for the series? If so, can we send another quick over and who would it be? Sounds like it only he'll only miss the first test. Uh, but uh, and, and he's even... Don't know, you know. It's only Achilles. three days before the first and second test, I think. Okay. Yeah, I reckon he's. I reckon the first two tests. I reckon for yeah for a quick as well in those conditions. If the, he's going to have to bowl a lot of overs in the nets now to prove that he's fit for that second test, I, I think the first two test matches are. If he misses the first, there's every chance he'll miss the second. I reckon Neeser would be the obvious, wouldn't he? Michael Neeser, if we need another quick, especially considering, and I know we spoke about it last week, I know he's not quite an all-rounder, but at least he's handy with the bat. Averages, mm. what, 25, I think, in What's first class. What's Jai Richardson? Where's he gone? Good question. He bowled like a genius mm. when he's played for Australia. Which is the one that... Had a foot injury, wasn't it? Yeah. He, he missed the... Does he play with Perth Scorchers? Yep. Yeah, because yep. no, he never played in the, in the final. final. No. Yeah. So he's out with injury as well. I, yeah, I get those two mixed well. up. There's a giant of Kane. Yes. Richardson. Kane is South Australia. Up. More a white ball specialist. Yeah, yeah. he's played a lot of one-day stuff yeah. and 2020 stuff for Australia. 